What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the fifth episode of the Spasperity Podcast. My name is Alex, and I'm the owner of Spasperity Agency, an agency built for salons and spas. Today, I have with me Christy Dress. She's in the actually a similar area as me, which is the Philadelphia area, and she has extensive experience in the spa and salon industry. Uh, she came from a high-end spa called Rescue, and now she is working on her own project, her own spa, and she's also working to adapt to the whole situation, bring everything to a virtual space. So really happy to have you on if you want to kind of give yourself a, a brief introduction. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Alex, for having me first and foremost. Uh, my name is Chrissy Dress. I'm the owner and founder of Cure Day Repo. We're located in Chestnut Hill, Philadelphia. Uh, we are award-winning and in June we'll be four years old. So. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Are you guys doing anything for like any virtual events or anything for your anniversary? That's a good question. Um, I don't have anything planned as of yet, but um, you just gave me an idea. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, but yeah, so Chrissy has been, like I said, we were, we were kind of talking a little bit before the show, but you've been doing a really good job, it seems, of kind of transitioning to the whole situation, bringing everything virtual. Uh, and I was curious, like, what type of steps have you been taking to bring everything and, and adapt and, and everything like that? Um, well, right. Uh, so, uh, you know, being a business owner and uh, having a brick and mortar um, where I offer services, which is, a, you know, a huge chunk of, you know, our um, income uh, revenue, uh, which has been taken away. Obviously, we are not allowed to um, render services. And rightfully so, we want to make sure everybody's safe and healthy. Um, so what I've done was um, to pivot my business and still kind of stay relevant. I had um, went to the spa, um, we closed the second week in March and um, slowly but surely um, a few days after that, started gathering product and bringing it to my home. Um, and so I set up a virtual spa in one of my rooms um, I had some shelving that I had some clothes on and like a Ikea shelf and uh, I set up one of my lines, um, you know, and it's just it displayed pretty. Um, I also brought some of my machines home as well, um, which yay, because I never get services. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of pivoted and um, virtually I do online consultations if somebody would like to purchase product. Um, I also go live on different social media platforms. Um, I'll have flash sales and things like that. Um, and I'll also do um, some, like I said, virtual facials. Um, that way people, if they're interested, can purchase gift cards in the future um, to have that service. That's amazing. So yeah, you have all these different programs going on and everything. So do you do you have like a good way? Because that is a lot. So do you have a good way of organizing all that? Or do you have a recommendation of like, okay, I should go live this many times or, or where they should go live or where they should communicate with their, their clients? And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it is, um, it is a lot of work. Um, yeah. To be honest, it's actually, you know, I had a staff of nine, um, you know, people, um, which now all of that work is um, on me. So, you know, I'm thankful that I had a website before all of this happened. Did it get any traction as far as e-commerce or selling online before the virus? Not really. I think I would sell like one or two things here and there. And I was just getting it up to speed. Um, and my husband said to me, you know, during this, you know, I always thought you, it was such a waste of time for you to spend, you know, that much time working on your website. But now he's like, I'm so happy that you did because it is another leg or source of, um, you know, avenue that people can access to be able to shop online, um, you know, uh, which is great. Um, interestingly enough, though, I um, did get one charge back for fraud, and this is just recent. However, the cool thing is, I didn't accept the credit card over the phone and type it in, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, essentially, I'm going to win because I have all of the information that went through the website, and it was um, legitimate. Um, so, I have all of that backing as well. So, I feel like having a website is very important. Um, you know, 
not only to have a, a, a social presence um, and be able to sell things, but also, you know, to kind of uh, CYA, if you will. CYA, what is that? Yeah, uh, cover your... Oh, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> I'm so bad with the acronyms, but okay. Yeah, I think I've, I've actually heard about that with, and, and even with some of the people we've worked with, we, it's, you have to be very clear about how you get certain personal information and it's only getting stricter. So yeah. it's, yeah, like I think just making sure your website, and if you're, you are collecting purchases, I think that's a good point. Like make sure that, you know, it's SSL secure and you know, payment processing is, you know, a reputable provide, you know, provider, I guess you would call it provider. Um, and just out of curiosity, uh, where did you build your website? I mean, is that, is that a platform you'd recommend or is that kind of custom built or just out of curiosity? Yeah, so I um, actually started um, my website, you know, in, in 2016. It was before my doors were open, um, you know, and uh, I, I had a website just, be, you know, announcing like, hey, coming soon. And I went through GoDaddy.com. Mm -hmm. So that's where I registered like my LLC and like all of that information and my like IP address um, and all that information. Uh, so I pay that yearly. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just curious because I know there's different. Because the one we were. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the base, and then you can build on top of it. So like my e-commerce or how people shop is through Shopify. So, oh. Got it. Yes. Yeah, so it's like um, uh, it's connected. Okay, so you're able to have that within your website. That's that's what I was curious about because yeah. yeah, you almost like blew my mind there. I was like, oh, I didn't know GoDaddy had that because. But I was I was actually suggesting to people in the group to check out Shopify because I think they have some type of trial or something and it's really easy to use. I mean, I've used it myself and yeah, it's it works pretty well. Yeah. 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 So, and they and they give you good support. Like I like I was saying with this recent chargeback, you know, um, they were like, listen, we already created a bunch of information on their end, you know, that they show analytics and, uh, you know, um, how so they'll show like high, medium, low of um, fraud activity. And so they have all these analytics and everything in there. And they're like, you know, we already collected a ton of information on your case, on your behalf. So, I mean, they're great with support as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, especially for, for this industry, like a lot of people uh, don't have time or, or they're, it's just crazy, just technology wise. So it's good to pick platforms that are just easy to use. You can just kind of, you know, manage and everything like that. Um, and then I, I also saw on the, the questions I asked you before that you were able to sell, I think, 1,200 and what was that 24 hours or, or is under an hour or something? In one hour. Yeah. How did, how did that happen? <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. In one hour. So um, it was the last week of March, I believe. Um, and it was my first live. Um, and I did it on Oh, was it Instagram? I can't recall. It's been a minute. Um, I believe I did it on my Instagram platform, which I already have 6,000 followers there, um, which is good for a small business. And I'm not an IG model, so I'll take it. <laughs> I, I, I like to say I make the IG models pretty. I'm behind the scenes on that. Right. Um, so I went live for, um, on there for an hour and... Um, yeah, I, I people were just. Um, I did a, a bad war blowout. I believe it was. It was like buy one get one twenty five percent off, and I created a code in uh, Shopify. So you know, I put mm. at the bottom, you know, shop the link below, and they could just go and purchase two items, and they would get the twenty five percent off, um, and plus a few gift cards. Um, I think there was two gift cards. One was for two hundred, and one for five hundred, and the rest was product. So that's great because I didn't have capital sitting on the shelf dead, um, mm. and you know, so it was moving product as well as um, gift cards. Wow. So a couple of questions about that. So did you kind of tell your audience like, "Hey, I'm doing this live," or did you just kind of pop on there and then people joined, or how did that work for you? And because I mean, obviously that that's a big success if you just went live and you're able to sell those gift cards and everything. Yeah, I was actually like, wow, this, you know, <laughs> yeah, this alone could pay the bills. Um, I actually just did that one off the fly. Um, I think oh, cool. I just did like a quick little snippet, like on my IG live or and I posted on the Facebook, like, hey, I'm going live. 
tonight. But I didn't like um, really set it up. After that, though, once I saw the success, I figured, you know, what's better than consistency? You know, anything with like working out, studying, skincare, mm -hmm. you know, consistency is really what yields results. Um, and so what I did was I went ahead and created a schedule. It was every Thursday night for four weeks at 7 p.m. I was going live. So um, whether it was on my Facebook or Instagram. And so I emailed my email list, uh, put it on my all my social media platforms. Mm. Um, I did find that for me personally um, on Facebook, um, I do have more people that tune in, but less purchases. Hmm. Um, so they're engaging, but they're not as much converting maybe. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I'm not sure if that's because it's like high school friends and, and family mm -hmm. just, you know, checking in, um, where I feel like my Instagram followers are more, um, they know me because of the business. That's a very good point. So I think, and this even happens with e-commerce and, and things along those lines, but there's a difference between the people that will engage and mm -hmm. like your stuff. And there's so, some people might not engage, but buy your, buy your things. So I think, yeah. I think what you're saying is so true. And I think maybe for anyone listening, just kind of know what platform that are relevant. I mean, Facebook and Instagram are huge for, for this industry and mm -hmm. maybe just test it out, do some lives. Um, and then I also like your earlier point about consistency, because I think once you start doing it a couple of times, more people catch on and, and it just almost becomes a habit where they're just like, oh, she's coming live again and you can just keep sending the emails. And plus that's a great way to just communicate with your clients until you open up. So I think you're just doing a lot of things at the same time. And yeah, I think that's a yeah. smart move for anyone. I, I found that seven o'clock is a sweet spot because it, um, a lot of, um, you know, my type of clients are gonna be women, right? Usually with children. Mm -hmm. um, and so the homework, homeschooling is done, God bless them. Um, and mm -hmm. they're usually, you know, going down to bed, right? going to sleep or, you know, dinner's over. So they have their time then at seven o'clock and later. So that's what I kind of found was my sweet spot. I will say though, however, I have a friend who has a um, clothing boutique and she sells like a lot of knockoffs, um, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, like she sells accessories and clothes. And so she goes live, oh my gosh, like twice a week on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And she kills the game. Like she's, <laughs> she's even thinking of just like maybe closing her boutique. She's down the street a few doors from me, closing right. the boutique completely and just really pivoting her business altogether to online, you know, not having that overhead, you know? Yeah. So. It's, it's a perfect situation because I mean, a lot of people are sitting on a lot of inventory and they have <laughs> the asset. They just have to get it out there, get people to, you know, see it. And yeah, that's amazing. And I, and I think even the worst case scenario is that you create this additional income stream. And when you do, you do decide to open up, if you decide to not maybe transition all the way, then you just have an extra income stream and you can just expand your salon, do whatever you want, go on a vacation, whatever it is. Um, that's really cool. So yeah. So do you also, I was curious with, with the time, so you said seven o'clock is like a good mm -hmm. time with kind of your demographic. Did you look at kind of the an analytics of who's engaging at all or anything like that? Or I was just curious if that's a good tool or if you, or if you kind of just thought about it or you just experimented, like how did you kind of come across that? Okay, this is when, this is the day, this is the time that would be most effective. Yeah, so um, I kind of, um, like I said, the first time I went live was at seven o'clock on a Thursday. Um, and then after that, I did do um, a few, a few other lives before I set the schedule just to kind of test it out. So I did like, um, I forget another day at like two in the afternoon and I did another live at like, um, an, another day at like 6 PM. And I found that it really wasn't as for me personally, it really, um, didn't translate into, um, you know, good sales or, or, or uh, good interaction. So for me personally, from playing with that, and then once I found that out, um, you know, that's when I was like, okay, we're going to stick with Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Um, and I saw that, you know, then analytically um, looking at Shopify and all the, um, you know, reports and stuff like that, obviously I had more traction and more sales um, due to, to that time and date. 
or Jay. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think as, as people go along this, like just, I mean, I think one of the main things is just to start it, but then you can just keep tweaking and just see, you know, what works and what's, what's going to end up in the best result. Do you also out of curiosity, do you get, do you have, have like a certain structure to your lives? Like, do you, like, how do you present the products? Do you talk to them a little bit, engage with them or how, like, how does that usually work? Or do you have, or do you just kind of talk about the services and the products or? Yeah. yeah. So, um, what I do is, um, like I said, I have my one room that's set up. Um, I guess I should have done this call in there, but that's okay. You yeah. can tune into the live. Um, yeah, there you go. We'll put the, check we'll that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, so because I have everything displayed really nicely, what I'll do is I'll just, you know, once the email sent out and like all the social media, uh, little blurbs, like, Hey, I'm going live this date and time. I'll just start the live and people slowly and surely start to tune in. Some stay, some go, you know, they tune in, tune out, they'll click in and out or, um, you know, they'll stay for a little bit and then leave and then come back. Um, and I don't, you can't take anything personal. That's one thing um, I will say. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to kind of have a, a thicker skin. Yeah, I think people just have a short attention span. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if it's not of their interest, then they're not going to stay. So yeah. don't take anything personally, um, for sure. Um, but once I start, like, I'll just start talking about a product. I'll be like, hey, guys, you know, introduce myself, whatever today we're doing. Let's say I was doing Environ, and Environ never goes on sale, ever. So I would do, like, a 15% off, off of everything. And then I would just start talking about the product. Like, hey, um, this product, you know, is good for oily skin. It's a great cleanser. You know, and then I would uh, flip the camera and then show mm. the product as well. Or I would talk like this with it. Um, mm. So, um, and then people would start asking like, hey, what about serums? Can you talk more about serums? You know, mm. I'm really interested in that. And then I would just pivot it to talk more about serums and what serums work best together and why, you know, I would ask like, what is your skin instance or your skin need? And if they were like, I think you cut out. Uh, hold on. Can you hear me? Am I there? Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. That. There we go. <laughs> you just disappeared. Uh, yeah. Skin, <laughs> you said skin instance or skin need. That was the last thing I heard. Yeah. So, um, you know, if somebody's asking for a certain skin instance or skin need, like say they're acneic and they're looking for that particular product, um, you know, I'll ask them, hey, are you using a cream? then why aren't you using a serum or you know i'll do like a mini little consult like live mm. oh um, cool okay yeah so then that's complimentary i know some estheticians are charging like a hundred dollars and up for consultations mm -hmm. um for me it's more about um you know why i went into this industry is for service um and, and giving right um and so i feel like i already have a product to sell i'm not going to charge them for giving them advice mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think that also comes, I, I really believe that something like that will, will just come back to you in the end because, you know, people will see that you're, you're taking the time, you're personalizing things, you're, you're giving that out and they're going to naturally just want to buy it more from you. <laughs> so I think it works out anyway, if you just, if you do that. And that now, like, you know, if you, if you help people out for free, I think, I think it's a perfect time to do it. Just build up yeah. the relationships and everything. And yeah. Absolutely. I mean, um, Honestly, I've had, I have two, two clients, let's say that recently, they just purchased today again, um, who I've befriended through Instagram and one is in um, Washington state and the other is in Arizona. And mm -hmm. so my first, their first purchase that they made, what I did was, you know, I packaged it in a box, but we have cure bags. So our bags with our little on them. And so I'll put that in, in the bottom to or the bottom of the box. So if you think about it, my business is here in Philadelphia. I'm sending product to them, but I'm also sending them my bag, which is free marketing. Mm. Because if I'm just going to say, what's Cure de Repel? What, what right. is that? There you go. So it's free marketing. I send them a bag. Um, I'll wrap it nicely. And then I'll also handwrite a letter and usually send them a sample as well of something that I think that would be in correlation to their skin instance or need. Once again, if they're super dry, I'm not going to send them a sample for acne, um, mm -hmm. things like that. So then they like the product that I sent them, and then they come back to purchase. I've gotten an email from one lady. Her um, 
16 year old bought her a lipstick and I emailed the girl not knowing like, hey, there's a bad war sale. Uh, if you buy a second product, you'll get 25% off. Later on, I found out that this was a 16 year old that I was emailing and um, she was buying the lipstick for her mom for Mother's Day. Oh. And, her and her mother sent me this huge email about how she's in the health industry. And I made such a huge impact and impression on her 16 year old that she's gonna wow. purchase from me from now on. And she's wow. gonna tell all of her like friends um, and people that she knows in Philadelphia to check me out and come for service. So that's awesome. That's yeah. that's amazing. And it all came from just that one, just the personalization, the live, and just kind of putting yourself out there. I like that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's cool too because it's not like you're sending this to people like, oh, if my if my friends happen to come to Philadelphia, they'll use you. But like now, there's like this whole new open door where they can just buy from you. And then adding that personal touch with yeah. the letter, I think that's that's great marketing. I mean, I don't know if you like that's that's actually that's really really good marketing. And I think a lot of people watching this uh, should see if you can do things that are different. You know, think about how most people would do it. Most people would just send out the I think the product and that's it. But yeah. if even if you just do one thing to go above and beyond, I mean, that's going to come back to you with more purchases, more referrals, like, like and it's going to impact. Yeah. I even ordered um, bulk chamomile. <laughs> yeah. So chamomile is um, kind of neutral. I, you know, no, I don't really know anybody that's allergic to chamomile, and it smells quite lovely. It's very relaxing. So what I'll do is I'll put a little sachet of bulk chamomile in the um, in the box as well. So it's just setting, you know, the um, the stance. As soon as they open the box, you know, they can smell and relax and then unpackage their gifts. So it's just the personal touches I think are very important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's almost, yeah, it's almost like Christmas. Like if you get like a yeah. nicely packaged gift, like I've, I've had, I've bought like things like random things like headphones and whatever, but there'll be times where I just open it and it's just, it's just like a brain, it's just a box and that's it. But yeah. I, I remember the brand more if it's something creative or something. Like I think I got this laptop and it had this like weird box and it was kind of that experience that made me remember it more. So I don't know. I think just being different or just trying to be creative with it is a yeah. good idea. Um, but I, yeah, I was, I was also, yeah, I was also curious. So what, what kind of things like would you recommend for people that are in this situation? They're not really sure like where to start. They're kind of maybe confused about how they should, you know, bring things to the online industry. Like, what would you say like would be a good first step for people that are just starting out with this whole online business type thing? As a small business owner, you mean? Yeah, as a small business or just, yeah, just a spa or salon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if you don't have a website, um, I feel like in this day and age, you know, it not only just itself, um, but it also shows legitimacy. Um, I really try to also, um, you know, shorten my carbon uh, footprint as well. Um, so even when we're open, uh, let's say before the virus, people would come in and they would say, hey, I'm just walking by, do you have a pamphlet? And I would say, actually, no, here's our card. You can go on, on our website and check it out because we always have specials that are changing. We're always updating the menu and things like that. So um, just mindful of the earth in, in that respect as well. Um, and it will draw people to your website that way, number one. And then number two, if they're like, hmm, I might want to shop, you know, they can just click on and, and shop your product as well. So you have a captive audience right there. Um, I feel like during this time, um, if you don't have a website, I would advise you to uh, work on it um, because you do hopefully have the time. Um, I'm not one of those that's an overachiever going to come in, come out speaking three different languages and uh, be super fit. Um, so that's not what I'm touting. Mm. What I'm saying is it's for your business. And if you just go to godaddy.com, it's very easy to kind of um, go through there. Um, it prompts you what to do. And think of it, if you can be making, like I read a, a, a little quip by Warren Buffett today, you will work for the rest of your life unless you're able to make money while you're sleeping. So, so true. You know, yeah. So if you can, you know, it, it's great to wake up in the morning and have like even one sale 
you know, even if it's a hundred dollars or, or 50 bucks, it doesn't matter. It's just a good feeling. And, you know, exactly. You got to start somewhere and, you know, don't, don't think of a huge picture because it's very overwhelming. Trust me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've had many anxiety attacks. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> opening my business. I can't. I, I can't even imagine what it's like to to open a salon or a spa. Because even just working in this industry, and you know, with with you know my partner, and my team, you know, getting on meetings and everything, just just getting times with people, it's just it's so crazy. Like just the amount of work that goes into it, yeah. running around and doing accounting, and and, and I, I always encourage people like if there's something you don't like delegate it, find someone who can help you with it because it's just, Absolutely. you know, a matter of you working on your business and not in it. And it's easy to fall into that trap. But I think now is, is a perfect time to, to kind of get yourself out of that, build these passive income streams. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just build multiple income streams. That's what Buffett talks about. Like just all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you don't have to have a huge stock portfolio. Um, you know, that's great. Um, but if you can just build a little website and, right. you know, you know, leverage your lives by going, you know, on Instagram or, or Facebook, you have somewhere to direct them instead of somebody being like, Hey, how can I buy that from you? You know, mm -hmm. sure. You can Venmo me or, you know, it, it just gets messy. Um, mm -hmm. this way there's a Pretty system, in place, you know, yeah, you want, you want to have, I've learned that you always want it to be as simple as possible for, from people to, to buy from you. Cause the minute it gets complicated, that's when they, they're, they're done. Like people's attention spans, they're like so fast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, and I'll, and I'll kind of just mention one other thing, you know, if anyone is making a website, make sure you install, uh, like Google analytics, Facebook pixel. Cause then when you do start to run ads, you can just track those people. Um, so e-commerce is a whole nother beast, which I'm not going to get into, but yeah. just, <laughs> just, in, yeah, just, just install a pixel. Just take my word for it. It's completely free. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was actually curious, you know, about your story. Yeah. So you were at rescue spa, you started this on your own. What actually got you originally into the beauty industry? Oh, uh, wow. Um, so I've actually never worked a corporate job in my life. Um, I would definitely be fired probably on the spot. I just don't have, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't have that type of personality. Um, I don't, I, you know, I've always been in the makeup industry. I started out as a makeup artist. Um, I used to do a lot of film and TV. Um, I have also done New York City Fashion Week. I've done tons of brides, tons of weddings, things like that. Um, and so I always was like, you know, I would see, I would take classes for makeup and I would see beautiful makeup artistry, but the the model or the, the artist would not have such great skin. And I would always be like, listen, in my mind, that could be so much better work if the skin was just taken care of better or, you know, a better canvas to work on. <clears throat> so essentially, long story short, I've worked at Blue Mercury. I, you know, I worked at the Ritz Carlton after I got my license. I worked all over, but um, essentially what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, as a makeup artist, first and foremost, and then I really got interested in skin and got my license in um, 2006, moved out to Arizona, <laughs> um, tried my hand out there, and then the housing crisis happened, so I had to come back home. Um, and yeah, you just kind of find your way. Um, the cool thing about this industry is there's so many different avenues that you can really get into. Um, you know, for example, I tried eyelash extensions. You know, uh, I took a course in Long Island. I absolutely hate it. Hmm. I'm terrible at it. And so I have, um, you know, an employee who does it and she's fabulous at it. So you're not going to be great at everything. Um, I think, you know, if you think of doctors and their specialties, they make the most money because they're specialized. So I think that that's important too. You shouldn't try and be great at everything. Mm. You should really find your niche and try and uh, work on that. And uh, I think that that's where the success uh, lies. I love that. Yeah, that's absolutely something that, that would make you unique and draw people to you. And, and I, I know you mentioned, yeah, so you guys are, are very well known for your the facial uh, service. So what, what made you decide on that or what got you like to realize like, Hey, this is something I want to narrow down on 
and really just speaking for. So when I first opened, um, I on the menu we had makeup, facials, waxing, massage. We even did spray tanning because I already I used to go to homes. <laughs> I've done everything. So I used to go to people's homes and I would pop up a tent and spray tan them. Um, and, yeah. you know, and it, it was good. It was good money. Um, and it was like quick. Uh, so I still had this system. So I'm like, why don't we just put it to use? It's super messy. It's super time consuming, you know? Um, so we tried our hand at that. And essentially for the first year that we were open, we did offer spray tanning. Um, and then that client would come in and, oh, you do waxing, you do things like that. So once we narrowed it down, we were thinking, well, we can make more money doing facials, you know, at $110 an hour, as opposed to $40 an hour for a spray tan and all the cleanup and, and all of that. Mm. Uh, once the hose broke um, on the machine, the girls <laughs> kind of mutiny. Uh, oh, yeah. no, more spray, no more spray tans, no more spray tans. <laughs> So I was like, okay, fine. Um, but yeah, you just kind of have to throw things on the wall and see what sticks for you. Um, and for us, you know, we, you know, I would say it's um, facials, then waxing, uh, massage, then makeup. And you also have to look at, um, you know, do your, do your homework, right? Um, you have to look at um, your client um, and, 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 what they want, you know, I, I don't have uh, a ton of uh, clients who are in their 20s unless they're coming home from college to visit. Mm -hmm. I have a, a client who is 36 and above. They're more interested in anti-aging, um, facials, um, things like that, microcurrent, um, mm -hmm. you know, that type of uh, avenue. And, you know, as you open, like I said, you throw things on the wall and see what sticks and um, you slowly but surely start changing things and, and um, really acclimating to, you have to listen to what your customer asks for. Mm -hmm. if, you don't, if you don't, then you're just gonna work yourself out of business because nobody's gonna want what you have to offer. Hmm. Kind of, does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think just kind of the, the first phase when, when people come in to something like a spa, is kind of that consultation phase but if you show that you're not just trying to push some product and and this works in just sales in general i think but if you're not if you're not if you're there to actually help and find out exactly their problem and listen to them and show that you're listening and you know really just give them the best solution that that's for them that's going to translate into business you know long-term business and people are are um People with facials, um, the clientele, are a little bit more discerning. They're not just going to come in, you know, it, it takes a while to build your book in this industry, but when you're a brand new brand that nobody's heard of, and you're offering brands that nobody's heard of, like Babor, unless you are, you know, going to Europe or, or you're familiar with these lines, people don't know Babor, they really don't know Environ, they don't know Swiss line, I think I'm the 18th uh, account in the United States to have this line. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do that on purpose to have something that's niche that I can offer. Mm. But in the beginning, it's tough because nobody knows my brand and nobody knows the brands that I carry. I don't trust so you like, too much. Or... They're like, oh, I'm not sure about you. But word of mouth is the best form of um, marketing. You know, um, I feel that you do have to spend dollars in marketing as well, but word of mouth is definitely there. And, uh, you know, you just kind of take off from there. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, word of mouth. Um, do you, just out of curiosity, like, have you done anything to expand your word of mouth in particular? Like, do you think there's anything that would attribute to your, your growth in terms of the word of mouth, like referrals or, or anything like that? Or is there anything yeah. in particular that you would recommend to people? Absolutely. Um, so I do things like um, I teamed up early on with um, Balance and Rebel. And so mm. Balance is a local gym um, where a lot of the soccer moms or, you know, women that are able to work out at 12 noon and then go pick up their kids, they have money to spend, mm -hmm. um, work out 
of places like this. And so I started going, working out there and so making <laughs> friends. Um, and I, I love yoga. I've been doing yoga at a very young age. Um, and so I would, you know, I joined um, Rebel Yoga as well. And I would go and just make friends. It's not like, hey, I'm Chrissy. I own Kira. Come check me out. Like, I just wanted to make connections, um, you know, and you know, let it flow naturally, you know, um, and I've made a ton of friends. Um, I've really strengthened my business through those friendships in within the community. Um, the other uh, thing I would say is um, besides friending local gyms or, or yoga studios, it's genius. They'll let you keep your cards in there or your flyers. Um, I advertised with um, Philly style. So they would send me a stack of magazines. I only needed one. I would go set the rest of them and let people take them in the bathroom, um, you know, or outside by the water um, at both of these places. Um, so things like that. But another thing is, um, you know, I would donate um, like gift cards to Living Beyond Breast Cancer, um, to uh, Paws, you know, if they were doing like a certain raffle or something like that. So I would um, donate a classic facial um, to these different raffles or like SCH is a local school. Um, and all the moms, you know, would be bidding on a, a day of beauty at the spa. Um, so that's another way to get your name out there. Um, the third one is, um, you know, instead of just going to apartment buildings and dropping off your flyer or things like that, they're expensive, right? What I suggest is going to your local police, go to your local firehouse. So even if it's the firefighters and they're like, I'm not coming for a facial, you know, cause they're too macho, right? What about your wife? What about your mother? What about your girlfriend? Here's 25% off. Hmm. I, mean, I love that. And I, th I think even on top of that, like if you go maybe during certain times of the year, like Mother's Day or something, that's, I mean, that's, that's an easy, because like me as a guy, like I just want something easy and easy. The best you, want, you know, that's it. Like, right. you know, and if you're, just, if you're just there and you're giving this out, you know, if you have a deal on it, then it's a no brainer. It's like, you know, I want to show my appreciation for, what you know you frontline people you know do even before the virus you know i really want to show appreciation to my community and for you guys keeping us safe and here's my thank you to you you may not use it but you know think of that special woman in your life and they can use it and it goes a long way it really does it that is a really good um tip for roi I love that. I feel like just in this whole time, like you've just given so many just valuable tips and tidbits that I think that people can, and it's, I feel like it's always these like little small things, but here and there, if you apply them, that your business is just going to skyrocket. Like just even these little partnerships here and there, like it's just going to, especially, it's just going to build that momentum. I think it's, it's very important. It's very important to build um, relationships within communities. And I've learned that along the way. Um, you know, because people, people will love you. People will hate you. You know, you're, you're not everybody's cup of tea. Um, but you know, you will resonate with a lot of people and they will gravitate towards you. And, you know, you're not going to know unless you, you know, try these, um, different little things, like I said, making relationships and plus you'll get in shape. <laughs> So. Yeah, yoga and yeah, the gym and everything. I never, I never thought. Of that. I think that that's such a great idea. And and I love how you took kind of your, you knew your demographic. You knew people that the type of people like the moms, like the soccer moms, who like those are the type of people that are going to be buying from you. And just mm -hmm. listening to that, using that information, finding where do they live, um, like on the online space. I always recommend, you know, like what platform is your audience on, and how do you convey that message. But I think it's also offline as well, like just you know, where do these people hang out? And then just kind of going after that relationship, I think is a great idea. I mean, you know, opening and starting a business, you should have already done your market research and kind of know your demographic and your, um, you know, median house income, things like that. 
that way you also know how to price your um, your menu, if you will. Mm -hmm. But if you do your market research, um, you'll just it'll just help you to be more successful. I see. And I'm just out of curiosity, in the market research, what do you, what do you look at? Like, do you look at this, the types of salaries or the types of ages, or what, what are things that you look at that would help you with that? Yeah, exactly what you just said. Um, like, for example, where I'm located, um, my uh, I'm in the number two earning zip code of Philadelphia. So, right there, um, is like okay, that's that's really good place to be. <laughs> written house, written house, I believe, is number one. Um, however, that doesn't guarantee that people are going to come flocking into your doors, um, you know, just because they have money. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, I feel like people with more money too, you almost have to convince them <laughs> to spend their money with you and show them the value. Um, just because people have money, they're not going to spend it. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, but yeah, market research, um, you know, age, average median income, things like that. Um, and looking at your competition too. How many spas or salons that offer a similar type of service around you are there? Um, do they offer the same type of service? Um, you know, so just doing this research as well, seeing who your competitors are. Um, I'm all up for healthy competition, um, definitely. Uh, but you can also, like I'm a day spa, so I aligned also with doctors. I have two doctors, one nurse, excuse me, one nurse and one doctor. So if a client needs a dermatologist, I'm like, here you go, here's Dr. Meg's number. You know, I've sent her probably in the last year, 20 new patients, as she would call them, right? Because she's a doctor. And then I also am friendly with a nurse who is a nurse injector, that's all she does. Botox filler, it's not for everybody and that's fine. However, if I have clients that are asking, you know, I'm getting to that age, I'm, I'm curious about Botox, I'll say, okay, here's Candace's number, go check her out. And mm. so she's five minutes around the corner. So those are other relationships that you can build. Um, sorry, that just came into my mind. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, that makes so much sense. Like just, it's cause like, obviously you don't do everything. So something like Botox right. or dermatology, like that, you know, you can kind of send people like that are great partners and just sending people each other's ways. And they'll send me like, well, obviously, you know, for example, Candace, who does the injections, doesn't do um, facials or waxing. So she'll send people my way. And then the doctor, um, she does laser and, and, you know, surgery, like, you know, skin cancer, things like that. So if somebody's looking for a facial or waxing as well, she'll send them my way. So it, you don't have to always look at people as uh, competition. Um, you can create really good relationships um, within the community as well that will work symbiotically for both of you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great way to think um, is just to work. Where can you both win? You know, what's a good win-win situation and not win-win competition. Yeah. Um, by the way, I don't know if you've been around this area in Philadelphia, but when you were talking about kind of the competition thing and just kind of offering the same service, there's this one part of Philadelphia that I, I kid you not, I think it has 50 jewelers like on. Jewelers bro? Yeah, I'm just like, how do they, how do any of them make money? Like, I don't, I mean, I don't think any of them did competitor research. Like, well, I don't know why anyone would move there. <laughs> it's, that is odd. I was yeah. there looking for a Rolex with my husband um, last year and it was just so overwhelming. It was like, what, who do you go to? <laughs> yeah. and like i don't you know i don't yeah yeah and i think that's that's why you have to do competitor research is because i mean you don't want to be another jeweler who's offering the same thing but i mean if there is a bunch of spas and salons that's fine i mean but as long as just make sure that you different you're different you know you're a different type of salon you have different types of or spa you have different types of you know services just some you know things that it's yeah i mean it's almost you don't want to be the same because then why would people go to you yeah i mean i'm 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 toying with the idea of opening a second location and um in this particular area that i'm looking there's probably 20 hair salons and med spas like not together but there's like that competition and people are like oh my god why would you even think of opening there well Mm because it's once again a med spa and I don't do hair or nails. So it's a med spa or a place I get your nails done or hair and nails. And they may do facials, but my my strong point 
is facials. And I'm like, because nobody does what I do. And they're like, but Chris, they do facials and things like that, but not like me. So yeah. And the word, the word's going to spread and they're, everyone's going to realize like, Hey, I'm going to Chrissy for facial. Don't go to that other yeah, one or whatever. I don't know. Right. And, and, and the good thing is that I already have a business for four years. And so I have that momentum behind me as well. And I have some sort of recognition now where the first three months I sat behind my counter and cried, what the hell did I do? <laughs> yeah. Cause nobody was coming in, you know? And, and that's, and that's part of it. You know, you just gotta, just gotta keep on rolling with the punches just like we are with COVID. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's, I, I just feel like on this whole, this whole topic, I mean, I've just gotten so, so many great tips and everything. And just out of curiosity, like, what do you think is going to happen when people open up? I think you said for you, it's going to be maybe July, around July for, for this area. But yeah, do you think people are just going to come flooding in or what, what do you think is going to go on with the whole industry? And yeah, I think it's going to be like 50-50, um, to be honest. I mean, I do have clients asking for black market facials, which I think is hilarious. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not trying to lose my license or for my for my spa or my personal license. I'm not trying to be shut down with a ten thousand dollar fine. So um, I kind of just have to wait it out. Yeah. Um, but with that said, um, yeah, like implementing things. So on Monday, I'm actually shooting a video. Um, with an old friend of mine, he is a videographer and his partner. And so we're going to shoot a video um, about the new protocols and it's going to be kind of like interactive. It's going to be really cool. So um, I have a non-touch thermometer. So when you walk in, we'll take your temperature. We'll ask you to go wash your hands. Um, so I'm going to do things like that within the video to um, translate it and email and put it all, all over my platform. So when we do open, people do know the new norm or what to expect. Um, but there's a lot of things that um, spot owners, salon owners have to, I think, um, impart and show to their clients that they are ready. Um, and, you know, um, I already have like two certificates, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy because it's already what we were doing um and that's what kind of kills me um you know i've learned maybe you know one or two things within these courses that i've taken um but you know it, it's kind of the unknown I, I would love for people to come running back in but once again it's all about keeping first and foremost myself and my staff safe and, and healthy um as well as my clients so yeah, absolutely. Just yeah, just having that that type of communication and and just keeping everyone on the same page. Yeah. What, what is that interactive video? Is it just they click different parts of the? Does it just show the process of walking in, or how does that work exactly? Yeah. So we're we're gonna shoot it on Monday, and um, essentially, I, I just think it's genius because um, it's just going above and beyond, and not just saying, "Hey, look, I got this certificate. I'm certified to be pre, you know, post COVID." whatever protocols so it's gonna uh the camera is gonna act like the client per se this is how we're gonna do it and so the camera will walk in the front door and i'll say hi i'm chrissy you know owner of cure welcome and then i'll like i'm gonna take your temperature and then like i would oh cool so it's like a simulation almost like it'll and then, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then like when they lay down to get their facial i'll have like a a face guard on and a face mask so you know they'll look at me the camera will look up oh wow look down, like at what i'll look like <laughs> <laughs> that's great fun. And yeah that is fun. interactive like interactive in that sense and yeah. um email it out put it all over our social media so it's like look we're like serious and we got some protocols <clears throat> you know ready yeah because no i feel like that that's I like that idea because no one, I feel like no one wants to read 10 paragraphs of like all the protocols you guys are implementing and all that. It's just easier just to see. Yeah. And they, and they feel more secure that way too. They're like, okay, they're, they're doing all these things. This is what it's going to be like. Right. As opposed looks, to just yeah, She looks saying. like an ast astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel safe going there. She looks like an astronaut. Yeah. Right. Um, 
but uh but no i think that's a great idea is to you know do a, a video and back when i was used to work with uh some restaurants and things those those interactive types of videos are, work really well it's just if you have you know you talking and, and kind of talking about your story and then just kind of showing the whole you know the services like i would just bring my gopro over and shoot some video and edit it up and yeah it doesn't even have to be crazy i mean even if you have like an iphone you just try to do that or yeah edit it it's only going to be like two, three minutes long. It, it's not, it's not going to be crazy. It's going to be like two, three minutes long. You know, if that, um, you know, once again, short attention span. <laughs> right. Um, and you know, just something, you know, for people to visually see that we're, we're we are very serious, you know, um, with all of this, you know, absolutely. And even, also on the on the, the ad side, if you put that in an ad, you can really build your email list or something like that. Just get people aware and, and things like that. So it's just great content all around that you can put on your post, email like you do. I think that's that's perfect. You can just reuse website, that for you can build it into the website as well. That's a whole nother yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Go GoDaddy is pretty simple. So I think for people that are just starting out, something like that would be easy and then Shopify for e-commerce is perfect. Um, but yeah, thank you again for so much for being on. Do you have any like uh, last minute thoughts or anything? Or also, I don't know where, where people can reach you or maybe email you if they have any questions or just get in touch or maybe they're interested in your products. Yeah, I mean, thank you, Alex, so much. This was fun. Um, I'm always like, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I it's always a good surprise comment. myself. I'm always like, I don't think I'm prepared. And then I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks again. Um, you can um, go to our website. Um, it's easy. It's French. So it's curederepos.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook or, you know, Cure in Philadelphia. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, Twitter, like all of them. So um, but the two most active, obviously, are going to be Instagram and Facebook um, and then, uh, yeah, our website. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think I think a lot of the salon spot owners got a lot of value from this. And uh, yeah, I, I just I just think just for most people, anyone listening, just don't think about it too much. Just start one step at a time. Just start taking action while you have the time and not running yeah. around everything. But uh, but yeah, thank you so much for being on. Absolutely. Thank you, Alex. Bye. See ya.